It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour on Monday morning. And that means it's time to go from ACDC over to the Rolling Stones. Because it is time to turn on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. I was telling a good friend of mine who lives in Louisiana that my, that Shine the Light is now my theme song yeah. on this local radio station. And she thought, that's just great. That's so you, Jack. Like, you know. If you became a baseball player at the MLB level, that would be your walk-up song. If, yeah. it, if you became a pro wrestler, that would be your entrance song. All right. So there you go. Both of them unlikely, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. Uh, but uh, we, we, are, we have a lot to discuss this morning. Uh, but one thing I do, and callers, hang on, we will get to you, but I, I got to set the table a little bit here. Uh, we were talking about this... Um, in the last hour, and this was something that Catherine, who calls in, she sent an app chat message and said, I am aware of the citizens being able to speak at the Committee on Appointments and Briefings. This is not an open public forum, though. We citizens do not know of the City Council's Thursday meeting agendas enough ahead of time to plan to speak about an agenda item. And as, as Councillor Gomes told us, you know, you have to get on the... the, the um, the agenda to speak at the at the citizens participation forum uh, part, portion of the meeting, and then th- that you have to sign up two weeks in advance. So she's right; you're not going to know what the things are that you want to talk about enough ahead of time, and you're probably talking about things that have already been decided by the council. Yeah, I I, I understand Catherine's point that 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 there there should be at local government at least. Um, more input from the, the the citizens. I do understand the city council's uh, formal meeting, which occurs every two weeks, is um, a, a, that's when they're doing business. That's when they're voting, and so I think at that point they've already had m- on most issues meetings in the committees, and those are the that's where the, the decision actually gets made. And so I do think that the citizens being able to attend. I would like it more than just the Appointments and Briefings Committee uh, does offer an opportunity to influence things. Some issues do come up suddenly, and then you don't know. And there is that 48 hours that they have to be published. Um, some uh, boards of selectmen and school committees get around this by having a citizen comment period at the end of the meetings, which I don't, I don't know how effective that is if you're trying to influence that meeting. But most of the business gets done at committees beforehand. So I think that that for most issues that would okay. It's an issue that that is new that has not been on the council agenda before, and it's going to be. De- I mean, sometimes it's hard to decide whether the issue is going to be decided that night or whether it's going to be sent to committee. I, I think public comment, I'm all in favor of it. I'm a journalist, but I do think there has to be some sort of management of it. You know, I mean, you, it has to, I mean, for for years they had the um, council giving awards um, out on um, council meetings, and, and the business didn't start till 9 o'clock, 9.30. And uh, Councilor Morad, to her credit, put an end to that. Uh, I had been advocating it for, to, to be put on a different night forever, and thankfully the councilors can still 
you know, get to um, give out these awards and get the credit for it, which I, I think they think gets them votes, and it probably does. Um, but it's, at least it's not on the, on the council business night. So I can I can see both sides of this issue. Maybe if they had like a brief period of limited to 10 minutes, 15 minutes or something. I'm getting a lot of complaints from people, too, about that 48-hour posting of the agenda. That's a, That's the state statute, right? The state says that they have to do it within 48 hours, or is that... Something that's you know, I, city I don't know for a fact, but I, I imagine it's the state. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a good thing. I mean, that, that that's to inform the public. It's just that in the old days, it used to be um, posted in a glass case at City Hall, and people who are activists would see it, and if they knew somebody that was interested in that issue, they would call them. But nowadays, it's posted online, and so you know, if you're really following city government, you should be able to to follow something, you know. Once that's posted, forty-eight hours ahead of time, I'm sure it's posted. On the, I have to confess, I don't, I don't look at it myself that much because I'm writing analysis nowadays. But, but uh, I think if you're if you're interested in looking at at that, you can you can do it. Yeah, I think the the complaint is that they think it should be posted sooner than forty-eight hours. Yep. So, you know, I don't know, maybe there can be some concessions made, especially as they're trying to get, you know, their own social media up and running, that maybe they can let the word out well, about some of these, these because things. because ad nauseum, they're always saying how much they want to hear from the public. They're always saying, like, oh, well, we're in touch with the neighborhood meetings. By the way, the neighborhood meetings have gotten very small. It's no more than a handful of people that show up at those meetings. So I, I support the neighborhood meetings, but I don't think they're in any way representative of everything that's going on in the city and how people feel in the city. It's one section, maybe people who are concerned a lot about crime and and from everything I understand New Bedford is not a high crime city at, at this point, um, certainly not for murders maybe some of the lower crimes um, so yeah I mean if you really want to hear from the public you'd have a, a short public session I think at the council meetings let's, uh, let's take a quick phone call here good morning you were on with Jack Spillane, hello hey what's going on it's John for Haven it's on your mind Hey, uh, I'm going to start naming your show um, the Carlos Felix and the Brian Gomes segment. <laughs> they, do, they do They do. tend to go at it, yes. Wow. No, I, I, I just, you know, not for nothing, but Carlos can call up and say, you know, hey, you know, shouldn't be sucking on lollipops at, uh, in, the, in, the, in the council chambers, and then Brian Gomes will call up and say, well, you know, uh, I just have to say, you know, just I, it, it was cherry flavored, and that was my favorite one. You know, it's like... You know, I don't know if he's just always calling in and just making sure that he has to say his side of the story. So, you know, well, but it's, yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. There, I, you know, there's some bad blood between them that's been there for a long time. Oh, I so. know. I know. I, I know all about it. But it's 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 just it's I don't know. It's it's getting to a point where it's like, Jesus, I, man, I, I, let I, it go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. This call brings up an interesting point, and that is that that the the um, bad blood, the, the the personal disagreements between some people um, who are active um, with the council and the councilors themselves, is is gotten to such a point that it's distracting from a lot of the business that you know. I, I like to think that I agree with the, you know every one of the individual councils on something and disagrees on others, and I call them as I see them. But you know, some people it's just always relentless. You know, the same councilors. You know, and um, you can say, well, Jack, you're always on Councilor Morad or Councilor Gomes. I ha- I do criticize them a lot, but I do praise them, as I did just a few minutes ago with Councilor Morad. And get, you're, you're also on them a yeah. lot because they're at the for- forefront of a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, and I, and I do think I praise them sometimes, as I did a few minutes ago when I, I mentioned Councilor Morad was the one who got rid of the, um, uh, me- uh, the awards section at um, council meetings, which other council presidents for years refused to do. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I do think... All of us who are active in government have to be um, 
uh, make every effort we can not to have things be personal. And the council is the same. Now, Jack, let me ask you a question. Now, would you be in favor for a public, you know, uh, at the end of the meetings, at, at every meeting, for the for the public to be able to, to, to ask the counselors questions and stuff like that? Or is that, uh, you think that would take up too much of the time? Well, as I said, I, I think um, I think it has to be at the beginning of the meeting because you're not going to influence the meeting if, well, yeah, if it's at the yeah, end. Yeah, but I, the, you know, I, yeah. I think, but I think it has to be very short, like 10 minutes, uh, 15 minutes max, because uh, the council's formal meetings are the meetings at which they vote, at which they do business. And there's a lot of business. They run for a couple of hours, three hours sometimes, oftentimes. Um, and so oh, I, I think most of that business is done ahead of time in committees, and that's the, the, most of those can be addressed there. But um, if there is something that comes up last minute, maybe they have a 10-minute uh, uh, period period. Uh, I don't think it can be much longer than that because there is a lot of business, and I do think it has to be at the beginning because I think at the end it won't make any difference. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. Uh, we do we do have some things that I want to move on to, too, some discussion to be had uh, about some of those votes that happened last Thursday and the questions that will be on the ballot, and I know that you've got a lot to say about those. But I want to go back to the column that you had, uh, and it's at newbedfordlight.org if you want to read it. Uh, I think it was put up Wednesday last yep. week. and. You know that you know, almost a week ago, you were saying that there was some inaction still on the issue with the Sean Oliver memes and the way that uh, the, the student protests had called for the city councilors to kind of stand up against that. And here we are, you know, almost a week after that, and still, yeah, still it was, nothing. It was actually put up Friday. I think I was okay, late, late with this one, but but um, I just don't remember what day it is anymore. So <laughs> neither do I. But um, so that the point of that column was that when the Sean Oliver's memes first went up, it was the Friday before the election. And there was very little discussion, um, probably because a lot of elected officials did not want to influence the election. I, I understand that. But the problem with that was was that, that, that these memes and, uh, you know, as I've said before, I like Sean Oliver. I think he has a chance to be a good counselor. But they were degrading. They were demeaning. Um, most of them, some of them you could not even um, – Describe, you know, I think some newspapers did, including the light, but we didn't show them because they were so um, derogatory and so uh, crude, as, as Mayor Mitchell called them. Uh, finally, when the students protested, they demanded that the public officials, they asked why the public officials have been silent, and they demanded that they all state their positions. And so I did a sidebar to my column, it was a long sidebar, at which I called every elected official, you know, state, the state legislators, the city councilors, the school committee members, and asked them what their position on these um, memes were and, and, and if they would condemn them as the students asked. Uh, the majority of them did, but only three or four of them um, condemned them noting the specific memes. Most of them just condemned uh, anti-LGBT rhetoric in general. Uh, I don't think that's exactly what the students were looking for. Some of them, including not a few city councilors, said nothing. And when the students protested um, that night, at City Hall, councilors whom I respect um, uh, did nothing. They, they did not engage with the students. Councilor Oliver, to his credit, went over and talked to them, engaged with them. They didn't come to a, a meeting of the minds then because they wanted an apology right then. He didn't give it to them. He did later. But but um, the councilors in the body did not go over to those kids, and that really bothered me, uh, that they would not go over and, and, and find out what they wanted to hear. Now, the councilors can say, oh, well, the purpose of that meeting was just a brief meeting to honor Sean Oliver and, and celebrate with his family. Sure, but it's a public meeting. 
The students went in to, to protest, and they they had strong feelings about this. They're citizens of New Bedford. For the councilors to ignore them, I, I just think was, was 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 wrong. You know, here you are trying to get more civic interest, and you have young kids who are interested in something that is going on in their city, yeah. uh, you know, from city politics, and you're not going to engage with them? Like, yeah. all you're going to do is disillusion them yeah. from wanting to take part yeah. in the process. I do want to make a point, too, that I think one of the reasons that a lot of elected officials have not wanted to get involved in why Sean Oliver wanted to be very careful about how he apologized is because there's a lot of people that like these anti-LGBTQ memes. There's a lot of people who want to keep LGBTQ people in their place. They want to keep them, you know, out of the public eye, and they don't want these things to be just... Dis- uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. Yeah. I haven't heard a single phone call you know, like that. We have efforts mostly by the Republican Party. That's, that's, that's who it is uh, across the country trying to ban um, uh, transgender interactions with children in libraries or in, in schools, any kind of discussion um, in Florida of, of gay issues uh, uh, lower than third grade. I, I, I think that kids see what's going on. Kids know what the world is. You know, to, to, to try to isolate this as if it's dirty, as, as if it's something that can't be spoken is... Is, is a big problem. And so now we're seeing it. We've seen it at ORR uh, in, in our own region, and now we're seeing it in the city of New Bedford. So I think that there are some politicians who would like to be careful about just what they say. And then you, you have the other thing is that, that commandment, thou, thou shalt not criticize a, uh, a, um, a fellow politician, whether it's city council, state rep, whatever. And I think I understand that. They have to get along, but I think they take it too far. Let's uh, let's take this phone call here before we have to take our first break. You are next with Jack Spillane. Hello. Hi. Good morning again, Tim. Uh, hi, Jack. I, I hope you don't mind calling again, uh, Tim. No, if you have a question for Jack, sure. Um, well, I, I just uh, I wanted to say that um, to limit, if there were public forums for city council, of course there would have to be management and time limits would have to be set for everyone to speak. But I trust that uh, you know, the general public can do at least as well with that as the city council. You know, I mean, we should have time to speak more than just 10 minutes, um, not not individually, but maybe two or three minutes each, which is all you get, by the way, at the uh, ordinance uh, uh, and appointments committee. You have three minutes to speak, no matter whether there's no one else to ask to talk or not. Um, I have a question about the agenda for city council. Uh, yeah, it's in the, the state charter, I've understood, uh, the Commonwealth Charter, but is there a, it, does it say that you only should uh, submit the agenda 48 hours after or that you must submit it by 48 hours after? Because um, it seems to me I've been on different groups at work over the years on different committees, and uh, we had to all submit our agendas uh, a week ahead of time so that if people needed to prepare for the meetings, they would have an opportunity to. So that's it. So yeah. I guess that's my... Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that, 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 that it, it may be that it, the, the agenda is compiled, um, you know, it has to be submitted a week ahead of time. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, I know it has to be published 48 hours before. I will say that the councilors themselves have time limits on how long they can talk. So I, 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 I well, think the idea that the public could talk endlessly you know I, I you know this is a you know you wouldn't expect the state legislature or or, or congress uh to 
have everybody speaking before they vote on issues. I think the city council meetings, you know, go to the committee meetings. If there is absolutely something that that hasn't been addressed, it came up last minute uh, that you want to address. If you have a ten minute session, that's fine. But I, I really would be skeptical of of people speak have individual speakers being able to speak longer than two or three minutes. That's what the limit no. for the council is. Is I agree. I agree. I think there should be public forums once a month so that people have time to talk. No more than two or three minutes, whatever the city council has. I agree. I'm not saying people should talk endlessly at all. Um, You know, I I know there are some people who would want to. I think there need to be limits, which is why it would have to be managed. Um, I should say as an aside, though, the city council, Linda Morad, has, and I don't want to, you know, get on a... Uh, soapbox about this, but there are times when she does allow the city councilors, uh, as she did a couple of weeks ago, not the last meeting, the meeting before, open time to speak as long as they wanted to. I don't think that should happen as yeah. city councilors. I don't think it should happen at public forums. And, and, and if you but notice, I, I when do she... think we should have an opportunity to speak. And if you notice, when Councilor Moray did that, it was an issue she felt strongly about, and then proceeded to speak for a long time herself. So, yeah, uh, but there are, minutes but, I heard. but there should be, but there should be exceptions. I mean, some issues are, are are of greater import than others, and I think that they would even make exceptions for a big, big, important, you know, public thing. But I don't think, in general, they really should. I, I think it should be brief. And um, I think if you abuse it, because there are certain people who would abuse it, you know, you, the council has the right to, to ban you from it. I got to hold you well, there, Catherine. We don't even have public meetings yet, period. And we could be held to two or three minutes. I know I have to go. Thank you. <laughs> I'm supposed to hold callers for two or three minutes, too. So, But I got to go because I got to take a break. All okay. right. Callers that are online, hang on. We will get to you for sure when we come back. Uh, and I will say, you know, this is kind of a public forum because as, as we've demonstrated today, the city councilors are all listening. So feel free, like, you can call in here. But, again, try to keep it to two or three minutes and, and get right to your point. We like it that way on the radio. All right, got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. After the big gun. Blaine of New Bedford Light. And this, uh, this question had come in via app chat. Uh, Jack, someone had asked if you could disclose the three counselors, and it turns out it's, it's more than three, who did not speak against these specific memes. Yeah, well, I, I already did. It's been in my, my Bedford Light column from last Friday. It was um, uh, city, and this is to my knowledge because I have not seen or heard them speaking about it, and they did not respond to my uh, uh, phone calls and email uh, asking them to speak about it. And that was Brian Gomes, Naomi Connie, Maria Giesta, Derek Baptiste, and Scott Lima. Now, if they did respond someplace else that's been published, uh, have you seen it? I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't think so. And you did mm-hmm. mention that even Councillor Burgos' statement did not address the meme specifically. Uh, uh, Councillor Burgos' statement was a general generalized statement, that, as was uh, Councillor um, Abu, who spoke to me. Um, some of them, I, I think, Morad and um, uh, um, Pereira were the most willing to, uh, you know, say th- these specific memes Right. What were bad. Uh, yeah, more I'd mentioned it on, on this program. Let's take a phone call here. You are next with Jack Spillane. Hello. How's it going, Spillane? My name is Jack. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Jack Spillane. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I didn't mean to disrespect No you. problem. Um, so I'm listening. Uh, you would know, uh, maybe you don't remember, about the citizen's input time. I figured you'd clear that up. Um, in 2011... Uh, there was no citizen's input time. Now, you've, you've got Gomes coming on, the narcissist that he is, has to take the claim to something he didn't do. He might have spoke about it in the 90s, 
But uh, as a matter of fact, there was no citizens input time uh, in 2011. And uh, uh, that was put in place in 2011 uh, when a group of citizens came forward and petitioned them to do so after great uh, debate and uh, pressure I, I, from the community. I don't, mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful at all, but what do you think the percentage is of the audience of people that care who, who instituted it one way or the other? Right. So, uh, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm speaking with Mr. Spillane. I'm sorry. So. Well, um, hold, hold on. Hold on. Did you just dis- did you dismiss what I was you saying? You guys have the platform. Uh, give me a second, I'll go. Okay. No, I don't. I don't like the way that you speak to me on my program. You don't like the way I speak. To no, you. I don't like when you dismiss what I say. Oh, I'm speaking to Mr. Spillane. I, I'm running because the show. I have I'm a short period of time to get my point across. Because you just want to keep. You down. just want your your thirty forty seconds to bash Brian Gomes, and it's just it's no, it's no, getting no. old. Listen, Nobody guys, cares. When when people witness the abuse that this man does to people in the city council and they, they ignore and have selective outrage and don't report it. There's a problem, okay? There's a huge problem when an elected official is allowed to abuse people, you know what I mean? So, uh, God forbid I speak about it, you know? No, God forbid that I'm telling you the audience doesn't care and yet you want to well, dismiss what I'm telling you. I care. And the so people start a radio show. Care. Uh, people that, that, that have been threatened and manipulated and, and abused uh, by this man care and it needs to be said and it's going to continue to be said whether you like it or not okay well it doesn't have to be said on my program so I, I mean again i don't have a problem with him calling in and calling the issues out that he feels are happening with a counselor but a it's an agenda it's an obvious agenda you don't like the guy he doesn't like you and you're trying to use the airwaves to further push your own battles with him secondly you're just instigating him to try to call back and, and react to you and we don't have time for that nobody cares yeah. the people who are complaining about whether or not they can talk to the city council don't give two craps who it was that made the, the possibility for it to happen it doesn't matter so it, instead of getting into a you know um a brain measuring contest let's say that we just move on and talk about the actual topic itself and don't call in here and tell me that you're talking to somebody else and not me it's my show you're always talking to me yeah absolutely it's tim's show we're all guests on tim's show and um to be disrespectful is uh i'm not going to do that hopefully uh i i do think that as i said earlier in the show for some people in the city their disagreements have become personal you know, with the counselors. And I, I, I just think this back and forth, back and forth does not really help. And I, and, do, I don't begrudge anybody that it yeah. happens, but I just, I'm not going to just keep using the airwaves for that. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that, uh, Carlos is correct that, uh, I mean, Brian Gomes may have mentioned, you know, Brian Gomes is fond of saying he, he, he was, he first started this, he first started that. Some of the things he says that about, um, I think he probably did first think of it. Some of them he probably repeated things other people said, but, but my feeling is that the impetus for um, a public comment section at city council comes from the public. It doesn't come from the councilors themselves. It's the public that, that really is pushing this. So I, I, I get it when Carlos says that. But I, I would just say, Carlos, and no, I, I've respected some of the work you've done, but I've disagreed with a, a lot of, you know, I, I think we going over it back and forth, back and forth, um, you know, it doesn't really. It's not effective. I, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you may have been the one that makes it happen, but who cares? All, all the people care about is whether or not they get the opportunity to do it. Um, anyway, so again, just don't call in here and tell me absolutely how you run the show. Uh, so, 
going back to some of these ballot questions. Like the commentist in my column telling me all the things I'm doing wrong in my column. Right. And a lot of times, it turns out they haven't read the column, but they, they, they want to make their... Right, we we get all those anyway. comments too, you know, especially on Facebook underneath it. It's yeah. like, whoa, what about those? Whoa, like, if you read the article, the information yeah. is in there. But um, let's get into some of these ballot questions. So we've talked a lot about the rent stabilization. Let's get into some of the other ones. The five year, uh, the um, four year term for the mayor. They're looking. I know I'm trying to give them more time. Right, everybody's going to call in and be like, what? Uh, but the four year term, as you said to me before we come out, this has only been something that's we've had one four-year term so far yeah. and is that a valid amount of time to judge whether or not the four-year term is working yeah i i don't think it is um uh the, the four-year term um the people who are really pushing it are the same people who were against it to begin with and they lost and it was only five years ago and there's only been one one mayoral four-year term so i don't think that's enough time uh i i, I did talk to shane burgo and he says that he supported it in the beginning but now he um disagrees with it and he did not go to the mayor um uh, about either the rent stabilization or, or or i don't think any of them went to the mayor to see how he felt about these things um the, the bad blood between the council and the mayor is is really really bad and i think that's you know i think rent stabilization is probably the only one of the three questions that really is something that we don't know what the, the public thinks and we need to put that to a ballot as far as the um, community preservation act that passed by 10 percentage points. Councilor um, Morad and Connie claim that they're getting a lot of calls that people are upset about their property taxes. But none other than Councilor Giesta, Councilor Abu, and Councilor Maki said they had not received a single call asking for the Community Preservation Act to be put to the ballot. And yet they all voted for it. I, I, there's something going on in the council where you're getting these 10 to 1 unanimous votes about things that councilors say that they don't even support. You know, I mean, uh, more councilors got up and talked about how good the Community Preservation Act was than bad, and it passed by more than 10 percentage points just 10 years ago, and now we're going to put it back on the ballot. But I, I mean, I also don't fault any counselor who may be opposed to getting rid of it, but also says, but let's put it on the ballot and see what the people think. I'm not, I'm not opposed to somebody who says it's worth yeah, taking the temperature I, I, I of the, of the I residents. I think that's a dangerous thing to do, because you never know who's going to come out for these elections. You know, I don't think anybody would pretend with the 6.5%, 6.83% turnout we had in Ward 3, that we really know what most Ward 3 people think about who should be the council there. Now, that's their own fault they didn't vote but you know and, and all elections are like that sometimes elections the results are just a result of who was better organized who worked harder how big the turnout was there's all kinds of factors and but so wouldn't wouldn't the counter argument that to be the well the 10 percentage points that won by the first time maybe people didn't come out and vote in that election I, I, it would be but i don't think you put things that most people are happy most people in the council spoke in favor of the community preservation act even councillor carney said she liked about 60 percent of of what it's doing there are some awards to well well endowed uh, nonprofits in the city, the Whaling Museum, uh, the Buzzers Bay Coalition, that do raise your eyebrows. But you know, on the other hand, those, those think those um, endowments sometimes are encum- encumbered, as Councilor Lima pointed out, and they do play a big role in the city's tourism industry, in the city's health and vitality. Uh, you know, a, a lot of things. But overall, they've been. They've been successful. But how about instead of comparing the amount of money that, say, the Whaling Museum gets under CPA funding, let's look instead about what it's actually costing each individual person. Because it's really a pittance in compared to how much they're paying in their property yeah, taxes. Yeah, Councilor Maki, I'm, I'm a property taxpayer in New Bedford. I, I, I don't mind it. Uh, Councilor Maki said it was about $30, maybe. And Councilor Moore had chided him on that. She said it was much more. Even if it was double that, I don't think it's too much. I, you know, $60. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think... 
really what's happening is people who have never liked this, who don't like the idea of taxpayers having to fund projects that they may not agree with. You know, a lot of them are parks. A lot of them are historic preservation. Not everybody likes historic preservation. I like it a lot. I think it helps the city's tax base in the end because the, the more middle class people want to move into the city. And, and live in these restored properties. They want to live in a city that has nice amenities like the Whaling Museum or Gallery X or, or whatever. So I, I, I think these are, uh, full disclosure, Gallery X is right near my, my house. So, you know, I, I usually don't speak on that. But I, um, I, th- I, I just think that, that these are people that have never liked these issues, the four-year term, the, the Community Preservation Act, and they see an opportunity to, to, to get it right now because I, I'm just astonished at how fully in control of that council, Councilor Morad seems to be, because she's really a minority issue on most issues. I think Morad is a valuable councillor. She understands the, the numbers and, you know, the way things work. But I think a lot of councillors are voting for things that they don't even particularly agree with. You know, I'm not sure why. I think that there is a, a big desire from both the left and the right to take this mayor out in this election. They may be able to. Um, he's been in office a long time, but they may not be able to. But I, I, I just don't see any rational reason why we're looking at the four-year mayor term five years after we put it in with only one mayor having served one four-year term and why we're looking at the Community Preservation Act, which does things that the city could never afford to do, like preserve the George Washington paintings. Um, uh, we're not going to preserve the whale lo- whaling log books. Valuable, valuable things. Never mind things like parks. And, and the city city departments itself are now applying for community preservation grants like the Connie Academy Playground. Uh, this is a good thing. And why we need to um, risk it by a, a low turnout election, I, I, I think, is is beyond me. And also, just a, a point to the to the four year term of the mayor. If they did, if the the if they did put it into effect then it's not going to go into effect till 2028. And chances are that Mayor okay. Mitchell is done by that point. For, anyway. and, and most Massachusetts cities have a four-year term. And the reason for that is the executive is different than the Actually, policy. Actually, it's 49%. Yeah. Okay. So have, it's, have four-year terms. All right. So it's, 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 it's half. So the, the four-year term is, is frequent for executives. It is unknown for the lower body, the legislature, the House of Representatives in Massachusetts and federally and the city council it's unknown the school committee gets four years the um uh assessors get six years the the people that need to be two years are the people that make policy policy is always changing but you don't you really want to give the executive a chance to get something done to take some unpopular stances that may be in the good of the city but maybe mayors wouldn't do if they knew that they had to always be running for re-election, always raising money. I think it's the political insiders that really don't like the four-year term. The people who are connected to what we used to call the machine, people who want to do favors, people who want to, to, to exercise control of city government, you know, and not have an unpopular, you know, but, but good for the city decision being made. That's the reason for the four-year term. And I, I just think after five years, the same people who were against it to begin with you know, wanting to put it back on the ballot speaks for itself. Let's take this call very quickly before I have to take a break. Good morning. You were on with Jack Spillane. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello. I'm Jack Gilly Sapios. It's on your mind, Gilly. What's well, on my mind? You know, uh, you had Brian and Linda on Friday. Mm-hmm. And you seen how Brian ended his conversation with you. Yes. He actually threatened us. Myself, I'll speak for myself. 
he threatened that I don't live in the city, so we're going to get him out of here. That's what he said. They got a plan to get me out of City Hall. Isn't that a threat to me, to a constituent that's been living in New Bedford since 1959? And the reason I had to come to Fall River because I couldn't get housing in New Bedford because the politicians couldn't do their jobs. But my main concern is you let Brian come on the radio and he cares when people call in and bash him because he calls in to defend himself. The problem is you, he did it on your show. He threatened me and you know that. Okay, so when he calls in and says this and that, it isn't. Well, I got him on video when he called. Like I said, he has threatened counselors in say, the chamber. Saying he will have you removed from the chambers, I don't necessarily consider that to be threatening you. And second of all, it's not going to work because what's the grounds for doing so? I realize that, but the bottom line is he's allowed to say that on the radio, and we're not allowed to call in when they're wrong, to correct them. That's why, you know, like my saying is, all evil needs to thrive just for good men and women to remain. And it is your show, Tim. Of course, of course you're allowed to call in. Of course you're allowed to call in. My problem is when it starts to get into a bog down of a back and forth, back and forth that the audience doesn't care about. Well, Tim, there's a lot of people out there that do care. Even if it's a couple, you should give them the courtesy. You know, the bottom line is, it's the city council doesn't care but the senior citizens down at Trip Towers because Brian Gomes had a meeting and they still they asked the they asked the commission the commissioners there that they got uh, like Tim Walsh and um, Bruce Oliveira all the to come down to the to the city hall where they got jurisdiction over nobody showed up but you don't see any publicity in the paper they can blast the mayor but. They didn't show up, and they, they they appoint those people. That people are still suffering. That forget about Gilly Safiolis. I told, like I said on the program the other day, I'm an idiot. But the bottom line is, take care of the senior citizens. You you put them in positions to take care of at Trip Towers. They're suffering down here. Where's the meeting that he had, Jack? You said to me when I was picking, and you need more people to come and help you pick it. You seen what happened in on June eighteenth. They had a meeting down in City Hall, and people went and said how they have been disrespected down there. Has anybody looked at that? They're still in the same position. They haven't done what they were told, but you don't see them calling the commissioners. Yeah, I, I don't have any. I don't have any comment. This is not the issue at hand today. Yeah, and I, I got to hold you there because I got to take a break. I'm I'm sorry, Gilly. I'm up against the break. I have two more. I got to take in the hour. So uh, we will take a break. We'll come back with Jack Spillane in just a few moments. 1420 WB. Place to go for some lunch or maybe going out for dinner or maybe you just want to pick up something already made so you don't have to put that much effort into dinner tonight. Check out Barrels and Boards in Raynham. It's a place where you can go in and not only can you get a great meal in the restaurant, but you go into the marketplace right next to it and you can find all kinds of good stuff in there, including pre-made meals that you can take home, whether it be an individual size or family size. So why not make it easy on yourself tonight? All you have to do is go down there, pick up the meal, bring it home, toss it in the oven, warm it up, and you'll have a delicious barrels and boards meal at home. Or pick up a couple of them and bring them in for lunch at work. I guarantee you everybody will be jealous of what you brought in that day. So check them out. They are at Route 136 in Raynham, and they're located online at barrelsandboardsma.com. That's barrels, the letter N, boards, ma.com. And uh, let's take a, a quick phone call here, Jack, before I have to take the final break. Good morning. You were on with Jack Spillane. Yes, hi. How you doing? 
Jack, I got to disagree with you respectfully on the uh, mayor's term of office. I think that was kind of pushed in by the uh, Mitchell machine, okay? And it's very advantageous to him to have uh, nobody overlooking his shoulder. The city council really doesn't operate in a, uh, a strong form. It's the strong form of government for the mayor. Uh, I'll say one thing for the mayor. He works very hard. You know, whether you agree or disagree with him, he's a hardworking mayor. But what's, what's going to happen in the future when you get someone who may not work as hard as him? And in the past, with a two-year uh, term, I think Scott Lang did all right. I think uh, Rosemary Tierney did all right. I think John A. Markey did all right. I think uh, Freddie Kalis did all right. If you're doing your job, a two-year review by the voters isn't that bad. You, if you're doing your job, I think your voters will also say, all right, you didn't get to you know, complete what you wanted to do. We'll give you another two years. So, um, again, I like you being on, and I, I enjoy uh, you know, hearing you and stuff, but that, that's one thing i got to disagree. There's nothing wrong with taking the temperature of the, uh, of the voting populace to see what their feelings are about all these issues, and then they can act accordingly. As I understand that there are referendums that are non-binding, am I wrong? Yeah, non-binding. Yeah, okay. So that, that basically, that's that's what I've got to say. Imagine if we had a Jaisal career with four years, what that would be like. And again, we have no recall provision here. Okay, so uh, I, I, I respect the caller's views, but I, I do disagree with them. If we had a Jaisal career here, you know, he, he would be removed from office. Uh, 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 How we have no recall? Well, when he was indicted, he would been he would oh, have had oh, to. Yeah, have but re- that takes a long process, wasn't it? And, and again, you know, he was even asked by the governor to resign, and he didn't do it. You know. Well, you know, we so just, I, again, we just you have, have to have something where the people. I don't want a dictatorship. I want something where the people has their uh, finger on the, yeah. on a button if they want to. You know, we just had a president of the United States who was under the threat of being indicted the whole four years that he was there. So I think that 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 well, New Bedford can. Well, he's the country. Of the he's country. I don't think you'll ever see another Trump. Uh, you know. Uh, oh. He's 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 a, 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 an unusual person. Well, I don't, I don't want to go down a weird path, but I got to take the final okay, break, guys. All right, thank, thank you. you. Call. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say weird path, just a different path. It's not weird. <laughs> All right, I got to take the final break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Turn over a 